When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome to Think the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars, including people who get impaled and come back. I'm your host, Adam Russell. Will anyone ever die in Star Wars again? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a host. My name's Nick Gambarian. I'm backstage at our uh, show in Chicago right now. So apologies if it doesn't sound so great, but I'm trying, people. You're fired, bro. <laughs> And I was stabbed in only one of my stomachs. <laughs> I am your other host, Mike Forster. Hey, guys. Hello. This was a great episode today. Hell yeah, it was. Wow. I watched it. I'm on East Coast time. Well, I was on East Coast time yesterday, last night. Um, and so, therefore, it's on at 3 a.m. So, I downloaded it in the lobby of my hotel and watched it twice at 3 a.m. Because when it was over, I needed to immediately watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it two hours after you, mm. but after a nice short night's sleep. Yeah. A nice East Coast slumber. Yes, 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 yes. You know, time zone at least. You're barely East, man. It's weird. <laughs> north, North. Yeah, I watched it this morning once only. Oh, no. How are you going to do this podcast? I don't know. Uh-oh. I could tell you a lot about Arabesh, though, because in, <laughs> in, in lieu of watching it again... Not in lieu of, I, I meant to, but I just ran out of time. I spent like an hour translating all the arabesque on the wall in the, the path cave. And turns out there was already something on Reddit that broke the whole thing down. Hmm. Should have just Googled, man. But I learned some things and I feel like more of a scholar, like the Star Wars theologian that I think we've all become in this podcast by doing it. Mm-hmm. Don't think, just do, you know? Nice. Listen to what Pete Mitchell tells you. Just like Yoda says, right? No, it's Pete Mitchell. Is that his famous quote? It's uh that's a quote from Top Gun Maverick, aka Star Wars. <laughs> a New Hope, episode four. Maverick. <laughs> yes. We gotta make those shirts. All <laughs> right, let's get into it. We're talking about Kenobi part five, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series on Disney Plus. This was an awesome episode, but something I'll say right off the top before I forget it. No Qui-Gon yet. Mm. Not even a voice yet. But judging by rumors that this is probably gonna be at least a two season thing, maybe yeah. we're going to get that as like a big cliffhanger or appetizer for the next season mm-hmm. in part six. I feel like, you know, rumor, I, I take rumors with a grain of salt for sure, but the pacing of this show makes me feel like it could be even more than two seasons. Like, what is this, four days of his life? Yeah. You know, like, like why couldn't you show over the course of the next five years? A, a particular month where he has to deal with a bunch of stuff, you know, like uh, yeah. I feel like the pacing of it really lends itself to being uh, broken up into more seasons, which would to me keep the time frame of a new hope coming up in eight years or nine years intact. Yeah. Well, we also have to remember though, that the fandom menace, if they don't see a lightsaber in an episode, they want to immediately think it's boring. So <laughs> you know, that's clowns. maybe one. Yeah. What a bunch so. of clowns. Do you imagine <laughs> like, 
you can't say anything right now if you complained for the first four episodes and then you liked episode like chapter five. You have to shut up. I'm sure they don't, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sure no, they're of course not. Absolutely not. Our uh, our friend clowns. Our friend Isabella from Punch It Chewy Press tweeted something so frustrating, but really struck a chord and pointed out something and got retweeted a ton of times. She said, <laughs> "I just got called a fake fan for liking Obi Wan Kenobi, the series." <laughs> Really think yeah. about that for a second. <laughs> mm. Really try to do the math. Sure, sure. If that's not the quack to call in the stifling slimy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. As usual, we're, um, we're not doing stolen plans. We're just getting into the stuff. So let's talk about big things here. Things really come to a head between Vader and Riva, the third sister. And great timing because the Grand Inquisitor is alive. He was impaled by lightsaber through... A non-vital organ, apparently. He's all good. Ben, from what we can tell, seems to be back to his Jedi self, or at least as far as we can tell, swinging the lightsaber, looking good. And his, like, 20th outfit yeah. in five episodes. <laughs> looking more and more Jedi every time. Yeah, So yeah. good. And another big thing, really the, the biggest thing, the underpinning of the whole episode, we open with a flashback, a training sequence, a prequel-era training lightsaber duel between Anakin and... And Obi-Wan. Padawan Anakin. Padawan, yeah. Like Attack of the Clones episode two Anakin. The whole thing goes down somewhere on Coruscant on like a balcony and a tower. It there's no Jedi Temple to be seen in the the wide establishing shot. It seems like Mm -hmm. is it Padme's place? Was that Oh, that's possible. We meant to think that that was like Yeah, I didn't recognize it. Hmm. Anyway. The import the important part to note too though is that there are some people that you know, oh, he looks older. Okay, well, we'll get into the the de aging, but like the significance of him being as a Padawan and not as you know General Skywalker as we know him in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. shows that there is the the specific reason they're throwing this back is because of those teaching moments in which Anakin kind of got to gloss over. There were a lot of reasons he didn't learn because of his character, his character flaws. So. There's a very specific reason why it was Anakin as a Padawan, not as uh, Revenge of the Sith. For a very specific reason, this was a perfect way to do that. Right. And they hit you with the uh, the heavy-handed dialogue to make sure you understand that. But there, there is, uh, there's a deeper reading, and it's just, it's just brilliant. It's a great choice. And then the other big thing is a death. We lose a main character in this one, Tala. She takes a blaster. We're just getting to know her. Yeah, she sacrifices herself with a really dope prop from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That's right. She got shot. She was okay. And then... Then not. And th- well, I think the significance of her showing the blood on her hand was she was like, I'm smoked and I'm going to save the rebellion, save the dream. I'm going to go out Predator style. Covered in mud. <laughs> Covered in mud. Red mud. All right. Any more big picture thoughts before we get into more specific character stuff? I mean, I think overall, I, I really felt like there was a General Kenobi vibe. Yeah. He, he took control of that whole operation. And I felt like, now I don't want to say it like felt like a clone war, like a live action clone wars, but I feel like this was another step in him becoming Obi-Wan again, where he was in this chapter, he became General Kenobi now because he took charge. Yeah, he's he's a leader again. He's yes, he's feeling defeated and he's feeling powerless in, in scenes. But instead of being downtrodden by that and being kind of depressed and demotivated, he looks at it 
and says, okay, how, how can we survive? Mm-hmm. How can we use strategy to make it through this? Which shows his growth to becoming the Obi-Wan from the original trilogy. Yep. I think it's awesome. There, again, there are going to be plenty of haters out there that, you know, they just want to see full-blown prequels and Clone Wars Obi-Wan, but that's, that's not the dude at this time. I'm not the same dude I was when I was 19. We're not, we're not going to be the same people when we're 60. That's how life works, bros. I didn't get in a fight with my best friend and chop off like all his limbs. That didn't happen to me. (laughs) Not the same person. (laughs) I think this episode specifically really highlights when Filoni talked about the whole process of Obi-Wan kind of almost inheriting Anakin, right? His master insists that they take Anakin Skywalker on as a child. Obi-Wan becomes the reluctant father figure, but also older brother. This was such a great callback to understanding that dynamic. And I think the amazing part of where Obi-Wan is at in this whole thing is that there is, there's always this idea of redemption in Star Wars, right? And specifically for Obi-Wan, when we see him in A New Hope and they face off and he says, you know, I was the learner, now I'm the master. He says, only a master of evil. Obi-Wan has let Vader fully consume himself. This is just getting us to that point where we're understanding that dynamic truly rather than just where we left them in Revenge of the Sith. So I loved this episode for a lot of reasons. And of course, the action was incredible. But the story of the the character focus that I think was easy for people to go, oh my gosh, prequels. It's like the dialogue was heavy handed. I agree with that. But man, like this was kind of why this show was made, in my opinion. Yeah. I I got what I personally wanted. Like I've said on the pod before, like this is the one like Disney plus entity that I've allowed myself to like have expectations for, which slippery slope, because there's been a lot of waiting for things that I expected, which, you know, I'm a reasonable human and I love star Wars. So I'm patient and I shut up. I don't go to Twitter and uh, complain, but, um, I'm getting right now in this episode, what I wanted, which is literally, how I view Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And this episode is Darth Vader, obviously, aesthetically, but that's Anakin Skywalker in there trying to deal with Obi-Wan. And that's that's a pretty big deal to me. Yeah, that that's it. That's kind of like the best way to sum up Vader's role in this series is to bridge the gap between Anakin mm-hmm. and Vader and show that he's ultimately Anakin the whole time. Yeah. Like he goes deeper and deeper into that dark side hole, but He's Anakin all the way up until his true actual death. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like he, you know, there's good in him, you know, like Luke would say, there's good in him. I could feel it. And you're not seeing good in him right now, but you're seeing Anakin Mm -hmm. and Anakin would be synonymous with a good person until he wasn't. So you're seeing that he's not just all evil at this point. And maybe he never is. I'm not totally sure. I don't know that they know. Eh. He's he's capable of doing Mm -hmm. some bad things, but he might be... Capable of doing evil. Yeah, yeah, he might be... uh, The the inner conflict is there for sure. Yeah, pain, suffering, rage, hate, resentment, all of it. And and Palpatine manipulating him and pushing him. You know, It's, it's like getting in a fight with your significant other and like wanting to punch the wall immediately, <laughs> you know, it's like, right. uh, I didn't mean to do that, but I did it. It's like, but right. also, also that turmoil is what, f- is what fuels their power. So yeah. I think it's really interesting too, that like the idea of 
if I was to actually start to self-reflect, if I was to start to like look inwards, that makes me less powerful. And at mm -hmm. this point, he understands the power that he's feeling, the power that he's consuming that we first saw when he starts to turn to the dark side. He's like, I have this power to protect my wife. I have this power to save the galaxy. I have this power to be more powerful than I've ever become, right? Mm -hmm. That's all fueled by all of those things we just talked about. So. Yeah you know, you're seeing him at peak, being able to tap into those things and mm -hmm. use his blindness from rage, as Obi-Wan points out, or his uh, his aggressive tendencies is completely making him go 300 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So it's like he's drunk on that, I'm assuming, at this point in his life. Meg makes a, a great point in the chat here, in the patron chat. She talks about how they're really addressing the PTSD aspect of Obi-Wan's journey. Mm, totally. And the fact that trauma just doesn't just go away, even with time, especially since he had to cut himself off from the force mm -hmm. and he didn't have that light to help him cope. But now he's in the driver's seat, which is a way to move forward rather than being stuck in the trauma. And on Vader's side, he's doing the same thing, but down the dark path. Mm -hmm. You know, he's taken the bull by the horns, so to speak, to go deeper and darker and turn it into power rather than being uh, controlled by the pain. Mm -hmm. It's dark shit, man. And there is a there is a sense of fear which you could from Obi Wan with Vader. Like there mm -hmm. really is, especially with the camera work when it gets like a little like kind of I don't know. I don't want to say wobbly because wobbly seems quicker, but there is just like a little back and forth waviness when when Obi Wan really gets this like consuming fear and anxiety, which I think is like. Uh, feeling that we've all had so you know what like a feeling of like overwhelming anxiety how wobbly the world feels and like deborah chow is like kind of really making the camera do that while ewan mcgregor is obviously acting his ass off which is great while we're on this ptsd point let's talk about reva the third sister i'd first like to say that our friend mike is a smart guy yes and <laughs> yes yes i am and <laughs> you called it Tell, tell them how you called it. Just go ahead and claim it right now. Give your acceptance speech. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much <laughs> to the Hollywood Foreign Press. <laughs> um, no, the uh, I, you know, if you if you looked back at those the posters that they released back in week one or week two, um, you could see in the eyes of the posters that there were different icons in there. All the other Inquisitors had Obi Wan as their target, right? But Riva, for some reason, had Vader, <laughs> and. Then when we go back, we start looking at it. We're like, wait a minute. And then, of course, people were starting to put together the fact that, like, there was a Padawan that seemed to resemble what Reva could have grown up to be. And so we have this really interesting take of the fact that she knew that Anakin had come to the temple. Anakin came with the with the 501st. And she just kind of has that swagger to her that, like, she almost, like, was completely unintimidated by Vader and knew that, like... Kenobi was supposed to a save her, so she's not like overly warm towards Kenobi. That's the other thing. I think it was very important to you know that she was she's in a way in that same kind of blind rage to be like you took everything from me, so I'm going to try and take this from you. So where were you? Why didn't you save us? Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So and I and I don't know like I don't know if you guys put this together, but I was kind of trying to figure out was their conversation almost like force assisted for them to hear each other like mm -hmm. I, I i'm not looking into it too much because i feel like and if we would have seen that in 1977 we wouldn't have questioned that at all mm -hmm. but i i definitely was feeling like i was like oh that's kind of cool they're having this like really quiet little moment where all the troopers are like 
Oh, she's doing some Jedi thing. I don't know what's going on. It's like Dune style. Right. The voice. Use the voice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, so heavy when she refers to Vader on the other side of the door in that conversation. And he says, you mean Anakin? Right. Love it. And Love then it. starts to kind of just like poke and prod and kind of pull the thread. The night of Order 66, you were a youngling. That's how you knew you saw him. Stop. Anakin killed the others. That's enough. He killed the other younglings, enough. but somehow you... Enough! Said- Dude. And that kind of, because we've talked about this a lot, right? We've talked about who in the galaxy had known about Anakin previously, right? And, of course, with every classic trope, right? Like the Punisher, all these, like, you know, great revenge stories, is that if you have a family, if you have a background, that can be used against you. So the Empire intentionally turning him into this like unstoppable death machine is just another thing that like Vader has no weakness if you're the enemy like there is no reasoning with Vader there is just literally just cold blooded Sith killer coming to to show the full force of the Empire so we've always kind of wondered how many people had known of the former Jedi and that goes to show you that I would say a very 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 small amount of people know the actual story of Darth Vader, which I think is pretty awesome that we got to see that. It's going to be really interesting and cool if in maybe season two, probably not season one. We're just going to act like season two is really officially happening. If we get Tarkin. Mm. Mm. Could be. And actually see in live action any mention of him being Anakin. You know, the stuff that was like very, very subtle in the Clone Wars, or not the Clone Wars, in uh, in Rebels, right? He was in Rebels. Right, but there's like a moment, or is it in the comics? What's the moment? Yes, it's in the comics. It's in the series that we talked to Heather about a few weeks ago, where there's an acknowledgement of the fact that he's Anakin. It's uh-huh. really subtle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to see, if we see that in live action, that could just... And, mm-hmm. you know, talking about all these stories that you could tell for another six seasons, Nick, we could get all this in-between stuff that yeah. many people would say isn't necessary, but I think just rounds out the whole story so much better and develops the character relationships and the motivations so much better. Yeah. And all this could tie into Andor. It could be mm-hmm. concurrent storylines and you bring Ahsoka in. Jesus Christ. This, yep. is, this could be amazing. I mean, why we don't speculate to a certain point is to not kind of have our own expectations come back to bite us in the ass. But like none of us could have predicted any of this story, which is great. Like why, like I'm so surprised with where this has gone, where it's going. All we have to go on is what, the trailer showed us and Kathleen Kennedy two years ago saying like the ultimate rematch of the century or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. They're going to fight again, but we're getting so much more than that. And it's, again, I hate to repeat myself and I know that our listeners of the pod aren't the, the fandom menace, but you're here for the story. It's not necessarily about it being like a 10 out of 10 perfect dive in the Olympics, you know, like, like you're here for the story and what this story is giving us is absolutely incredible and we get some cool fights here and there great but you're getting to see ultimately you know one of the best star wars characters that there is you're getting to see so much more of him than you're getting to see of like almost any other character at this point yeah we're getting more obi-wan than we're we're really getting of luke or leia or anyone like we have the opportunity because of ewan's age and how they're telling this story. Like I said, this could be like four days of his life right now. And we're getting six yeah. episodes out of it. Like they're, they're doing such a good job of making it heavy and growing the character and 
world building. You know, we're getting new worlds, new places. It's just so great. And I think patience goes a long ways because, you know, expectations, I keep saying it. The first four episodes, I was just like, okay, where's it going? Where's it going? Where's it going? And now it delivered. So we're we're good. And we still have one more episode, which is very exciting. I'm going to really go off brand and make a sports analogy. (laughs) Fans want, by fans, I I mean the disgruntled ones, they want to see a home run derby Mm -hmm. and they don't appreciate the nuance of a game like baseball. Yeah. Smart. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Home run derby gets boring. (laughs) I've, I've had a sports analogy too. It's similar. It's about process. You know, it's like when in hockey, everyone wants to see like the most beautiful, perfect play to set up a goal. That goal counts just as much as the most dirty, like a puck went off someone's butt into the net. They both achieved the same thing. They both achieved a goal. Yeah. So it's like, it's not about the process necessarily. So the goal here is to get more Obi-Wan and character development and more Vader and all this. We're reaching the goal. So don't worry that much about the process. You know, like it's just not, if that's the, if the process or the execution bothers you, I, you got to go watch something else. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, if that's the sort of thing that bothers you, you've been bothered since The Force Awakens. So stop wasting your life. <laughs> yeah. Go watch something else. You can watch a CG punch fest at the end of every Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Just watch that instead. Read comics, write your own fan fiction. Yeah, yeah right. Actually, be, be, be as mad as you want. Just don't get online and try to convince other people in the comments of their positive posts why they shouldn't like what they like. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't love what they love. It's just fruitless, you know? God, like I just out. It's literally a waste of time. Where you've, we've, the internet's been this way for, what, 10 years? Like, stop wasting your time. You're wasting your life. Agreed, you're wasting my time. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, let's talk about Reva a little bit more, get into this Vader and Reva stuff. Then we have a pretty dense den of antiquities to get to. So Vader, Anakin... He's just really doubling down on all the arrogant shit that he thinks he's playing as strategy. But as we see in the parallel with the flashback, his arrogance will be his downfall. The Kenobi is already ours line. You know, the pulling down the ship, ripping it open, all this power, all this badass power. Mm. Ultimately, (laughs) he just, he gets duped, you know, he thinks, oh, I can just pull this ship down. But they, you know, that's a decoy that. Mm-hmm. They're playing him because he is just like Ben says, blinded. He's only yeah. going to see me, like he says to Riva. Yet, he does have more foresight than Riva. She's also blinded by her rage and her ambition and her desire for revenge. But she's, I guess, just not as powerful, seasoned, or experienced as Anakin. So she she falls sooner. The awesome part about that is like when Obi Wan is coming up with the plan. Anakin has him pinned down on the ground, basically, and he says, there's no way out, Master. So his assessment of the situation that he's in is that there's no way out, Obi-Wan, now. Mm -hmm. And then Obi-Wan pulls that slick little move and basically takes his own lightsaber, and he's like, you know, basically like your, your emotion of what you want to control gets in the way of you actually seeing what's going to happen. So he like basically sets him, just pulls him twice, right? Mm -hmm. Like completely gaffs him there. And it was just, I love the, the parallel because Anakin says in the, in the flashback, your weapon's gone, it's over. And he says, your need for victory, Anakin, it blinds you. And look at what happens right as he pulls the ship down in all of his anger. Right. And they're like, Oh, he's still the same old Anakin. 
And then the fight with Riva. I'll give you this one. Give you the win. Take the W on this one, fans who just want action. That was a hell of a battle between mm. Riva and Vader. Her with a lightsaber, him with just the Force. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever seen anything that stark in a battle, right? Just I don't know why it reminded me of Kill Bill. Was it Kill Bill? No, what? I'm thinking of something different. I mean, there's elements. No, it's probably pretty more Matrixy that now that I'm thinking about it. Oh yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. Neo finally is just like, psh, psh, I'm literally it's like bullets. looking at my nails while I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like blocking all of the uh, what's his face's uh, shots. I can't remember. I'm not a Matrix guy. Sorry, Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Yeah, yeah. it was very <laughs> much like, yeah, I'll, I'll entertain you. You could try as hard as you can to even get one like punch on me, but it's not going to happen. It was also really, I think, creatively and beautifully choreographed. Again, contrary to what everybody's saying about the choreography, I thought it was sick. There was like some really interesting and new to Star Wars kind of tactics she used, some kind of like mm-hmm. ground fighting style stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was really fun to watch, visually interesting. There was a Vader kick. The what? He, he, he kicked her. He like kicked her foot out, and I was like, he just kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Vader kick. Sweep the leg. <laughs> Sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah. And then when he he gets her lightsaber, her double-bladed lightsaber, and breaks it in two, doesn't break it, right? It it separates into two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? That's the idea? Because I think she's only used it as one before. So far, yeah. And then for this battle, she used it as two, and he just kind of broke it apart. Did you notice for a second he settled into the Ahsoka stance for like a single second? Dig that. Before he he tossed it to her? Did. (laughs) Oh, all the bells went off in my head. It was amazing. Mm. I was hoping he was really going to fight like that for a second, but no, they couldn't do that. You can only give us so much. It'd be spoiled. <laughs> and then, I guess lastly on Reva, going back to the conversation with Obi-Wan, when he's kind of pulling the thread, trying to get her to unravel, you can see she's really grappling with the emotions for a second, but then she settles into, I don't need your help. I don't need anyone. Mm-hmm. And there it is. There's that. There's that dark side. And it's ultimately her undoing. Yeah, I mean, she's focused on her goal. So the rage blinds her. But what happens at the end? So she picks up the comm. She sees the scrambled message, you know, because Obi-Wan's comm has been stepped on and it's just barely showing that hollow of Bale. Mm-hmm. But she hears, boy, Tatooine. I think kids, I think, or she, children. Well, she, says, she says if if you if they learn that you, of the children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's saying, why is Bale Organa saying the children Mm -hmm. when obviously she knows she's talking about Leia because she already put all that together in the previous episode. So she's like, something's on Tatooine. Something's important on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Whether she's going to know that Vader's going there, whether she's going to try to get Obi-Wan to, you know, pin him down and get Vader to come back. Like she's on her own mission now for sure. But now she knows more information than was only supposed to be (laughs) shared between Bale Owen Baru and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. I don't, I don't know, like, I can't do the mental gymnastics. There's no way Vader can go to Tatooine. There's no, like... I was about to make the same point. ...original trilogy, you know? So I think that Reva goes there because they show Luke as the final shot. Little kid mm-hmm. Luke, right? So I feel like this all... I don't know want to say this all ends, but there's got to be a scene in... I mean, I don't know. If there's, if there's another season, this changes things. But I could see... Reva being on Tatooine, like getting pretty close to Luke. And really the story could end with Obi-Wan picking up back by protecting Luke. And then the next eight years happen, you know, like he really could just take Reva out if she's like going to kidnap him, 
I don't know. I, I don't know what her goal is at this point, because if her goal was to kill Vader and she didn't, why is she interested in the children? What is she going to do with the children? I guess we'll see next episode yeah. of Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, Elaine in um, in the chat pointed out that she already knows Owen. Mm-hmm. Totally. From the beginning of the season. So she's probably putting that together yeah. in her head. I mean, there might be a revenge thing of like maybe she'll be like, I'm going to tell Vader he's got kids and I just killed him. You know, like that sort of thing. I don't know. Is her ship still there? How's she going to survive? Is her back to tanking that thing? Mm. No idea. I mean... Qui-Gon took a lightsaber to the gut and he was done. Yeah. They got to do some plot gymnastics to make that work mm-hmm. and make people not pissed off. I mean, I'm here for it, but, you know. But how weird was it that the, there was a warning at the beginning of the show? Yeah. Well, I think at any time you're going to have something. I mean, there were brief flashbacks of yeah, totally. of a dark character walking into a school. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I understand why they did it for sure. And they oh, were definitely. also kind of saying... And and you know, there's, there were kids in the in the cave and yeah they did the same kind of disclaimer on Stranger Things yeah oh, Stormtroopers yeah, came yeah, that, yeah. yeah for sure so I felt like yeah, the word fictional right. was a little bit could be taken as like hey you know this is a show right like just for like the people that don't listen to our podcast yeah <laughs> but at the same time like I, I I appreciate that because there have been plenty of times in my life especially the past few years where I just didn't have the emotional capacity to watch something, even though I know it's fiction or I know what to expect in a certain show or whatever, if something kind of comes out of nowhere, I'd be like, oh man, I, fuck, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Sure. So thanks for the warning. Okay. Let's talk about Ned B real quick. Let's just mention our boy Ned B, mm. right? Basically pulls a K2SO, yep. yeah. saves the day, bends over Tala to make her, I mean, you know, it was like, that was like a, a great moment. Like he blasts that one stormtrooper and then just chucks him like a bowling ball right into the rest <laughs> yeah. of us, uh, which I always love when like they really remind you how strong like the droids are yeah, yeah. you know I thought that was great so him him kind of powering down in a protective stance I thought was really great and for him to allow Tala to be able to survive to pull out that thermal dent dude droids telling you man some of them are on our side <laughs> these are the droids we're looking for all right let's move on to the den of antiquities Thousand generations. It is the dark saber. It's a Kalikori. A Sith Wayfinder. Dark science. Cloning. Secrets only the Sith knew. We got some good ones this week. Give them to us, Nick. All right. So first thing that we're, we're we've noticed that we're gonna talk about is the parallel between the line in this show, you're gonna fight without a weapon, which uh what's his name? Broken. Broken. Baby Broken. cube. Baby cube. <laughs> Uh, you're going to fight without a weapon, Roken says, and Obi-Wan replies, there are other ways to fight. So, in A New Hope, you can't win, but there are alternatives to fighting, which was a uh, line between Han and Obi-Wan. Is that wisdom? Like that parallel? Yeah. It's growing. Uh, kind of, I want to say, like, a, not really a play on words, but obviously Obi-Wan goes into the battle without a weapon, but really, Reva was the bait. So he didn't need a weapon. He had a plan. He outsmarted Vader. Again. (laughs) She was the weapon. What do you guys think about the fact right now that he gave up his weapon? I mean, I guess he is Haja on that transport. Yes. Okay. So then he could easily just go get his weapon back. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say he probably technically has Anakin's saber from Tatooine. You know, like he went and unburied both of those sabers. So he could have technically gave his saber up. And then for this duel that we're all expecting used actually Anakin's saber. But 
I assume he just went and got his actual saber back from Haja. Mm. Uh, the lightsaber battle in flashback echoes the battle in part three with uh, Vader chopping down, Ben blocking, bracing, and also definitely calls back to Luke chopping Vader down in Return of the Jedi. That was very noticeable. I was definitely Leo, the Leo meme pointing. I'm like, I know, I know that. <laughs> uh, the difference there is that Luke recognizes Vader's darkness in himself and resists and disavows the dark side, throws his saber. But old Anakin just mm-hmm. keeps doubling down, keeps repeating yeah. bad habits. Well, on that note, too, I mean, you could definitely see that the they did do some level of de-aging, mm-hmm. but it wasn't overbearing, and I think people were kind of expecting this, like, you know, 16-year-old-looking Padawan yeah. uh, to show up. And I think there was a... Again, we kind of talked a little bit about the Padawan representation of Anakin in that this was a teaching moment for them and how much Anakin in ways hasn't learned. So I think you're looking at it for budgetary reasons or whatever. They didn't go full facial reconstruction for his face, but it it worked. He still Mm -hmm. looked young enough. And if you're really going to split hairs over this, you got to see him in his Padawan gear. They're in the whole thing was awesome. The whole thing was awesome. It's so good. So if like, let's, let's just play therapy here for any haters here. If you're watching a new scene, basically from attack of the clones era between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and you're focusing on de-aging and like a B plus wig on Obi-Wan, if that ruins (laughs) it for you, you really need to like I don't I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> you really need to go wa- go back and watch every movie before five or ten years ago yeah. and realize how big of a shit show these yeah. kind of scenes were, or the fact that they didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. We're, they weren't even possible before. Now we're, we get to see it. Like Truly, how lucky are, are we that we get to watch this? Like mm-hmm. I was like I had tears in my eyes the entire time just for mm-hmm. the sheer fact that it was happening. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Grow up. Grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> Then you are lost. That's all exactly. I, I will constantly say. Doesn't it make you mad that we have to get mad about people getting mad? Yeah. We're done with that. I'm yeah, done. I'm, I'm just going to let people just talk. Right. Throw it into the I atmosphere. think a big thing that we were all missing during the last three years, obviously, was celebration. So we were all amongst people. We were all amongst our folks at celebration and know that the comment section was uh, not in attendance. The peanut yeah. gallery was not in attendance, so... Just don't worry about it. It's, I mean, we, we refer to it just because we're not going to be like full on like chills over here. Like these things exist this, this part of the community exists. It's not as many people as we think. And a lot of it are bots. I know I've said that before. A lot of it are just, yep. just bot farms in some other country stirring up these things. So don't worry about it as much as you want. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Screw it. All right. Back to the den uh anakin is using his padawan saber clearly i mean he still has his braid and all that so he's still a padawan not yet uh well never a master right right (laughs) but i thought i thought that was an awesome that's an awesome little detail yeah because that you know like the the padawan saber that he has uh has like a little bit of a higher it's it in some ways it actually looks more like vader than the original bunny ears and mm-hmm. for sure what's referred to as the skinny flex right mm-hmm. and it's got the bubble buttons on it i mean it's it's really cool so i love that they did that but they also obi-wan switches a little bit harder to see the details of from afar but mm-hmm. he's also has his episode too so i wonder if that was like a prop department dream to be able to go back into 
the recent archives and say, these are the sabers they should have. And I love that detail, especially for people like our buddy Jason of New Hope, New Hope Workshop, that it like is all things sabers. So it was cool to, um, for, for people who are into those little details and mm-hmm. the props, I think that was an awesome throwback for sure. Your Rupert friend recently on Jimmy Kimmel said that the Grand Inquisitor was stabbed in one of his stomachs. So I kind of feel like we're we're saving that fake death for Cad Bane also, right? Yeah. Cad Bane probably has a bunch of stomachs. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> uh, I didn't know, I didn't recognize when Obi-Wan was looking through all those lightsabers on Jabim. I assume uh, dead Jedi. I didn't recognize any of those hilts. So I dug super hard to find something, yeah. put it in the discord with the patrons and mm-hmm. they all seem original. Yeah. So the, the fill in for this. So you notice that there were a ton of stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. So the 501st Legion specifically in the California garrison was called again to come on set, just like they were in the Mandalorian in 2018 and 2019 where they were on screen for the first time. So more 501st, more fan groups being called in and then a huge shout out to Michael from Rex and around another star Wars, YouTube content creator. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was seen in the background in a couple of the shots really cool for him to get invited onto be a part of star wars which Mm -hmm. is something that i think we all recognize you put your heart into something and as he said you love something enough and eventually it loves you (laughs) back which i thought was great so that was cool to see it's cool to see that some of the people who are getting into power to be able to make some decisions like this are recognizing that there have been a lot of fans who have carried the water for this franchise for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see that, that connection yeah. there. So even if you know, he's like, Oh, when's the black series coming? I'm cracking up. About that. <laughs> uh, but he did mention cool. too, awesome. uh, that that's why he's kind of laid low on content for the last year or so. Cause it was sure. NDA purposes. Makes sense. So I'll let you guys be in Star Wars and just tell me about it so I can keep making the podcast. <laughs> I can't. Thank you. If I sign an NDA, I can't. I can't even be on yeah. this podcast anymore, apparently. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> I'll say mind. no. If Lucasfilm wants me to be a background character, I'll say no just so I could keep podcasting. I'm sorry, Nick. You're actually too good looking for Star Wars. You're not allowed to be on. God they would it. say you're too you're too distracting. Change your face. Put a, or you gotta put on yeah, you gotta put on, on this uh <laughs> you got to put on this Toydarian mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in the background. Uh. All right, moving on. Vader tells Reva he was clever to use you against me, which seems like a callback to Anakin accusing Obi-Wan of using Padme against him. And uh, Vader still has that burning rage, clearly, thinking that Obi-Wan manipulated his love of Padme, really, and that contributing to her death. Also, calling back maybe in a way, kind of interpreting Obi-Wan's motives and things, saying he, Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me mm-hmm. about Leia and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Speaking of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, speaking of Return of the Jedi, the thermal detonator makes a return. And I think in in another weapon sense, too, uh, Roken was using a bowcaster. Yeah. Very similar, yep. Roken, uh, very much so, is not a Wookiee. So <laughs> that was shocking. Got a solid beard, though. Yeah, he's great. I'm enjoying his character. It was a good day. He didn't have to use his AK. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so like you said earlier, Adam, you went through, you spent way too much time reading the Arabesh or translating the Arabesh on the wall on Jabim. So what'd you find? Well, hopefully I found as much or more than a Reddit thread would have shown me so I can feel good about the time I spent. Big and bold 
at the top, it says, be with you. Mm-hmm. Interesting, there's nothing else above it, but below in smaller text, it says, may the force be with you. Duh, that's an obvious one. There's one that says, there is no death. There's a line that says, the light fades, but is never forgotten. Interesting, though, Obi-Wan reads it as, the light will fade, but is never forgotten. Mm. Interesting. He's got to brush up on his Arabish. Stop paraphrasing, bro. Stop improvising. Read your lines, bro. <laughs> Worked hard on this script. There's one spot that says all is connect. Almost definitely says all is connected. It does say connected at a different spot on the wall. So easy to assume that says all is connected. That makes sense. There's one that says only strength R-O something E-S probably or something O-L-E-S. Anything? Any? Can you think of anything? Crossword puzzle with me for a second here. <laughs> only strength. It's got to be rules, right? Rules? Yeah. I don't know. Which would be weird for a Jedi to write, but yeah. I'm sure when we get sithy. the I'm sure when we get the art of book, they'll yeah. probably explain all this for sure. Or if we could get a real 4K version. It's just it's so hard. You know what I mean? I have fiber. Stream it at quote 4K, but still not quite. I was watching it at 3 a.m. on a very not high definition television. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was watching Obi Wan. I have no clue actually. <laughs> I was watching on my Motorola Razor. It was hard <laughs> to cut out some of those details, but. And then the remaining things that I could translate, there were a handful of like, you know, two character initials maybe or things like that. But the ones I could make out, one, two, three, four, five names, all from Legends. And then one that I couldn't find anywhere on Wikipedia. Drake Logan, L-O apostrophe G-A-A-N. I would assume you'd call that Logan or Logan. He was a human male Jedi Padawan during the Clone Wars. Corwin Shelvey, also from Legends, male human Jedi who survived Order 66, was later captured and killed on Coruscant. Tiberius, it, it just says Tiberius, no last name. I'm assuming that's Tiberius Anderlock, who is a non-player character in Jump to Lightspeed, the 2004 expansion pack for the 2003 video game Star Wars Galaxies and Empire Divided. Oh my. Or Captain Kirk. That's more Tiberius, though, right? James Tiberius Kirk. Mm-hmm. I'm from Iowa. I only work in space. <laughs> Roganda Ismarin is another Legends character who was the antagonist in the 1995 novel Children of the Jedi. She was a human Jedi youngling from Alderaan who escaped Order 66. She was not seen again until a novel in 2002, New Jedi Order Enemy Lines 2, Rebel Stand, where she was killed by her own son. There's a a really long story, actually, because she was, like it says here, the antagonist in that novel. She ends up being captured and then turns to the dark side and, like, is vying for the throne. First is Palpatine's kind of right hand, and then, I don't know, it's a whole thing. It's legends. So, obviously, that didn't happen here. And then the last one, Valen Halcyon. Tight name. Mm. But there's no Valen Halcyon in Wikipedia. That's all I could find. I'm going to go back and try. I'm going to plug in directly Ethernet, get the highest res I can, take a bunch of screenshots and see if we can, I don't know, I'll post some stuff on on socials or something. Maybe I'll do a real, maybe I'll do a TikTok for the youths. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to tick the hell out of that talk. (laughs) Get ready. 
What's a what's a current hip hop song that I could use that's completely irrelevant to the video content that I could put up <laughs> just for the algorithm? Well, you got to do "Running Up the Hill." That's that's how people are getting clicks. Yeah, what? what? Just use "Running Up the Hill" from by Kate from Bush. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. All right. Well, now I know what to do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do "I Love You, I Know" real quick and get out of here. I love you. I know. I love you. I know. Favorite scenes, moments, quotes. Nick, you go first. There were many moments that actually made me stand up and punch the air in excitement. And right away, seeing the back of Padawan Anakin, I was just like, this is what I'm alive for. Yes. (laughs) And I, I mean, I would honestly say the moment that got me more excited was seeing the wrath and pure power and strength of Vader Stopping that transport with the force, finally bringing it down to the ground and then ripping it apart. I was just like I, speechless. I just said, yes, like Stippler <laughs> style, you know, yeah. you knew something was going to happen, but you didn't know what. And that was just so cool. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Vader just being a total badass. And in that whole scene with Reva, the transport, all of that, that was that was for sure. Some of the best Star Wars I ever saw. Mike, tell us yours, bud. All right. Uh, Yeah, I think that's easy to just be in awe of Vader at peak Vader for him to effortlessly fight, for him to effortlessly use the force as a part of destruction is just, it's awesome, right? Um, But I think that I'm going to have a dad moment here and say, teaching your kids lessons in which sometimes they learn and sometimes they don't learn and they learn themselves the hard way is truly a parental moment you're a great warrior anakin but you'll need to prove yourself as your undoing until you overcome it a padawan you will still be and so I, I think like these like Padawan learner master parts, the back and forth that we're getting more of fleshed out, I think like as a dad, I think I'm the only dad in the in the pod. There's dad something pod. Dad pod. <laughs> there there's something there's something there that makes me really like just love this this look into that relationship. So i I would say that the the flashbacks of the parallels was done really damn well this episode. So I'm going to say the throwbacks to that era in how they edited it with current day and that Obi-Wan still has a lot of lessons to give, whether Anakin wants to learn them or not. So Mm. I thought that was awesome. I would agree. Speaking of lessons and an elder speaking to a a youngling or a, a learner, I think mine, believe it or not, was actually the conversation between Ben and Reva on either side of the blast door. That's Mm, good. So good. When he starts kind of pulling the thread, you can see she's affected by it. She's not just brushing it off. She eventually does. But in the moment where he reminds her that it's Anakin, not just Vader, and he puts the pieces together that she must have been there as a youngling and then it flashes back. I thought that was really, really powerful and gave her character so much more weight. So... I think that's going to be my favorite. I like it. How about we hear one from the patrons? Mike, you want to read one out of the chat here? Oh, let's look here. Um, 
Brian is is chatting with us, and he makes a great point that he says watching Obi Wan leave his saber with Haja, and seeing that he's finally growing in the Force again and feeling comfortable and facing a trial without his saber is almost like his own version of retaking the Jedi trials metaphorically, which I think is awesome yeah. because the whole idea, and he even says it to Anakin. Being a Jedi is not about using power to take a life. It's about protecting it. And yes. so him going in and saying, my, if I, give da- if I give my life in whatever Anakin decides to do when I go to face him to protect these people, that's protecting life. I think that's a great, 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 great point. All right. So let's wrap it up. Next week, season finale. Um, Nick, you did some math. What are we expecting? Our little research? Uh, just a little guesstimate here. The finale of season one of Boba Fett was one hour, one minute. And the finales of both season one and two of The Mandalorian were in the high 40s, like 47, 48. So, I, I mean, I'm hoping it's an hour, but we'll see. I mean, all the finales have been pretty fulfilling so far. And it just depends how they're paced, really. So... It could be a 40-minute runtime. It could be an hour. Seems like it'll be somewhere in that, that wheelhouse for sure. With the rumored reworking for the now rumored season two, it could mm. be a little shorter, yep. which will be painful. <laughs> but exciting to know that we have hashtag more to come. Hopefully. All right, Nick, tell the people where you can be found on social media. You can find my social medias at Nick Bayside. Uh, I just did a new episode of the radio radio show, episode 49. And please pre-order my children's book called That's Okay over at hecreative.com. It's going to press pretty soon. So if you order it now, you won't have to wait too long for it. And you can find me at my counterfeit intergalactic ID making endeavor, (laughs) Hondo Supply. And we're gearing up for season two of Armor Party, which is a podcast totally about Star Wars costuming. And I just released a new series that we're going to be doing, which are called The Focus Files. And what what we're going to do is find a select character in Star Wars, like Vader, Boba Fett, some of the troopers and really dive deep into these specific costumes. So if you didn't know that there's six different versions of Boba Fett at this point, if you didn't know that there's five different versions of Vader, this is going to be an episode for you. And I'm going to talk to other people who have like deconstructed these costumes and really nerded out about it. So just another thing that we're ramping up for season two of armor party, which is going to drop soon. So find me there at armor party show part of the thank the maker network more to come. This was good to be on. Hell yeah. All right. We'll talk. Great to have you as always. Well, I'll, I'll be on soon now that I'm the Grand Inquisitor, which is really <laughs> nice. Thanks for having me. All of my social media stuff is at Adam the Skull. This podcast can be found on Instagram and TikTok at ThankTheMakerPod, on Twitter at ThankTheMaker. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod. Three tiers, just Discord access at the bottom tier exclusive merch, and real-time recording live stream access at the top tier. Regardless, it helps us do this. It is what pays the bills and keeps the lightsabers on, as they say. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod. Patrons, thank you for being here. We love you so much and appreciate your support. Nick, I'll see you tomorrow in St. Louis. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And until next week, may the Force be with you. 